The Super Tailgate Tour continues and wraps up today here at Inland Reef. We are here with you. We are brought to you by Larry King Law. Your favorite local sports bar and entertainment spot in Virginia Beach is Inland Reef. It's waiting for you on Big Game Sunday. That's right. Join them this Sunday for an absolutely amazing day. Food, drinks with raffles, giveaways every 15 minutes. Inland Reef, your spot for the best eats in town. Catch all the big game action here on one of their 30 TVs. You can also get some delicious wings, uh, enjoy ice-cold draft beers. Uh, also, um, they have eight diamond pool tables here as well if, you get, if your game's pool. And you can check out the 20 self-service craft beer growler and filling stations. That's right, head into Inland Reef this Sunday for the big game. And do not miss a single play of the biggest game in sports. The granddaddy of them all, as always, it's uh, East uh, up to the beach, west to the best wings, beers, and the nicest diamond pool tables and tournaments in town here at Inland Reef. 1949 Lynn Haven Parkway in Parkway Shopping Center here in Virginia Beach. For more information, go to inlandreefvb.com. That's inlandreefvb.com. We're here with you till 7 tonight. Good to be with you. We made it to Friday, James, uh, of Super Bowl week. It's not an easy feat sometimes. No, it's not, because then you're usually scraping the bottom of the barrel of the things you haven't quite talked about yes. yet. But we got some good stuff today, we actually. We do have some good stuff and some good people coming through here. Uh, Logan Paulson, former uh, Washington Redskin, Falcon, uh, Texan, 49er, Bear. Uh, he's going to be with us at 4 o'clock. He played with Kyle Shanahan in three different spots. He knows uh, the Shanahan uh, coaching methodology and is a big believer and obviously very close to the commander situation and Dan Quinn. So we'll, we'll start with a little Dan Quinn combo with uh, Logan and work our way towards uh, Kyle and uh, what the Niners have to do to beat the Chiefs. You know, the Niners are the favorite, it feels like. I wanted to say <laughs> yes, yes. to knock off the Chiefs, but really uh, they're the favorite, believe it or not, and we'll get to uh, Super Bowl predictions here this hour as well. But I, w- I want to start with the award show. I know you hit a lot of that in the update. Not a big surprise. Not even real. Well, there's one surprise to me last night was was the Joe Flacco when it come back yeah. player of the year. Not yeah. that he wasn't deserving, certainly, but again with Demar with, Jam- with Demar Hamlin in the category, just felt like you know there was nothing bigger than what he was able to do, which was a live uh, and b actually want to play football again and, and and to actually do it. I know he was inactive for a lot of games and those kind of things, but I don't know. I, to me, it was just like it almost needed its own category. Of its own. It's kind of like there's one year Dan Marino won an SB and there was somebody coming back from cancer. And I think it was like Paul Azinger or somebody. Marino was coming back from Achilles. And I was like, yeah, I don't know, man. It doesn't really feel like the same yeah, thing. This yeah. kind of felt like for, for Flacco, too. And, and he didn't even play the whole season either. I mean, you know, he came in late in the year. But again, great season for the Browns. I uh, got Kevin Stefanski, the head, you know, the uh, coach of the year honors, which doesn't surprise me to win and get in the playoffs of four different quarterbacks this past season. So here's the weird thing about. MVP, right? So I got no problem with Lamar Jackson winning it. I thought he was going to win it. Talked about it for months that he was going to win it. But, okay, so you're telling me Christian McCaffrey that was the best offensive player. Yeah. Uh, like, how, how yeah, do we, differen- like, how do we differentiate that? I don't understand that. And we do this in college football, too, right? Like, wh- like it's almost like, okay, here's where we're going to put the non-quarterbacks over here in this little box. And you guys can win this little award, but you can't win MVP. You know, it's just bizarro to me. If you think McCaffrey's the best offense player, which means you think he's better than Lamar Jackson, well, then, damn it, he probably should be the MVP. I One mean, would think. I don't know. I mean, it doesn't seem like it's that crazy. He averaged, you know, 126 scrimmage yards and 21 TDs this year and, you know, uh, almost 1,500 rushing yards and, you know, attributed to 114 first downs for the Niners and, you know, plays a 10-plus, 44 of them. Uh, playing in, in 16 games, I mean, pretty impressive stuff. First-team All-Pro honors 
That, and it's just weird. I mean, that, uh, okay, he's, he's the best offense player, but he's not the most valuable guy. Sherm seemed to be really valuable for the 49ers, so. Yeah. Yeah, without him, I don't know where they're at. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're a good team. Um, are they the one seed? Yeah, probably not. Not with Elijah probably Mitchell, though. Probably not. not. And, but again, Lamar Jackson, 13 and 4. Um, you know, again, saved the postseason, the last game. Top 10 this year, QBR, um, you know, yards per pass attempt, touchdown to interception ratio, led the NFL in yards per rush, not just among quarterbacks, but just everybody. And, you know, again, his best year by a ton in terms of throwing the football. Also added 821 rushing yards. He was he was fantastic this year. And, um, you know, was, was really behind in this race, I would say, until down the stretch. It was the head-to-head games that really tilted it for Lamar Jackson. Again, maybe we have to stop equating quarterback wins, inserting, waiting certain games, I suppose, and maybe just look at the overall picture in the end. But it's hard to overlook the Christmas game, right? When he yeah. went head-to-head with Brock Purdy and the Ravens destroyed the uh, 49ers 33-9. to And he, he carved up that defense uh, that night, and Brock Purdy was not particularly good. Brock Purdy also had a, you know, like a rough three-game stretch, although I'd say that Cleveland game, you know, he leads them down the field for a game-winning field goal potentially if kicker chokes it. That he did, um, yep. But, you know, again, Purdy was also number one in QBR and quarterback rating. That should matter for something, right? Like that should mean something uh, in the season. Anyway, but they destroyed the Dolphins, um, destroyed the Seahawks, I'm trying to think of who are the other games that they, they really went lights out in, the Ravens. But it was like every time they were in a primetime situation, they seemed to um, really uh, capitalize on that. And I think that's why he separated in one. Now, what we were talking about a few weeks back, now he's in that rarefied air. Two MVPs, right? Two MVPs. and In, in, in his case, two MVPs in his first six seasons. Only four other players have done it. The great Jim Brown, Kurt Warner, Brett Favre, and Pat Mahomes. All those guys, with the exception of Brown, but of course remember Brown played in an era where they didn't have Super Bowls in the beginning right. of his career, um, You know, are Super Bowl winners. It's the quarterbacks. I'm really just comparing Lamar to the quarterbacks. The only other guy we were going through this exercise several weeks ago was Peyton Manning that had two MVPs in his trophy case but had no Super Bowl appearances at that point. Or obviously Super Bowl wins, but then he got it two years later after second MVP. Yeah. So I kind of think that's going to be the thing we're going to start the clock now. Not that we haven't already, especially if you're a Ravens fan. On Lamar Jackson is like, okay, now they got to get get it through and at least win the AFC, get into that Super Bowl uh, here in the next few years. That's got to be the next thing, right? Like, is all you got all this other stuff going for you? They're going to let him build the car, as John Harbaugh said this year. But now he's got to, you know, that's got to equate into championship football at some point. And this is not a lack of talent type of situation either. That, that's the other thing. You could see these guys that would put up really good numbers, but the talent around them on maybe not maybe on the other side of the ball isn't as good. This is an elite level defense. Granted, the receiving yeah. core is still not quite up to snuff, but you know Zay Flowers did a long way to that. You still have got Mark Andrews. You still got a host of backs. I mean, a host of running backs. So. You're not seeing the holes on this offense that would make you go, okay, well, you know, Lamar's good, but that's what's kind of keeping them from turning a page. I don't know that there's really a reason or an excuse at this point that we can buy. So you're right, clock's ticking. He's going to have to do it at some point. All right, Willie Anderson, the rookie defensive player of the year, the offensive rookie of the year, CJ Stroud. So if you're a Texans fan, man, you've got to be having your chest out pretty big today and excited about, you know, next season. Um, what, I guess one controversy was the Miles Garrett thing, right, like over T.J. Watt, because T.J. Watt had more sacks, right? Um, but 
you know, again, in a day of advanced analytics, this is what carried the day for Miles Garrett. Uh, you know, again, just seventh in sacks, but he also had the best regular season defense. He led the league in defense. They led the league in defensive efficiency, yards per game allowed, three and out rate. Um, Garrett also finished second in pass rush wins. Uh, despite facing the third highest amount of double teams in the league, uh, Browns won four in a row late in the season. Uh, obviously, with that playoff um, clinching win over the Jets during that time, he had 35 pass rush wins. Only other edge rusher that had more than 20 was T.J. Watt, who had 26. So again, he was ahead of Watt in pass rush wins. So I think that is what goes here. But if you look at just the raw sack numbers, which we looked at forever in our lives, we're like, why the crap is this happening? Like, yeah. why isn't it T.J. Watt? T.J. Watt. I think was a little miffed himself last night with his, you know, thing on the X. I'm not used to this or whatever he said. Um, at the same time, and look, he, you could certainly have made a good case for him, but I kind of had a feeling, as I mentioned yesterday, that this would go to Miles Garrett. It would not keep the Pittsburgh fans very happy. Because, again, you just look at the sack numbers and things, and you know what T.J. Watt means to that team, because when he was out of the lineup, it was, you know, they were in a lot of trouble. Injury bug, though. Yeah. I mean, that, that was part yeah. of it, the fact yeah. that he missed some games, I think, had, especially at the end of the year. That, so it's a recency bias type thing. I mean, it's a, it's a what-have-you-seen-recently kind of world, and Miles Garrett was still putting up some really good numbers and, and making a really good showing while T.J. Watt was, you know, at well, home. Well, and again, I think the analytics part of this thing ends up playing into it as well. All right, um, we're at – We've got tickets to give away, too, right? We do have tickets, right, we Derek? Do. I should ask Derek that about promotions <laughs> before I just start giving away I tickets. I checked with him. It's uh, okay. We're, here. We're here at Inland Reef, okay, uh, in Virginia Beach. Uh, if you want to come on by and see us, please do so. We're here till 7. We'd love you to do it. we got um, train and Ario Speedwagon tickets for the show on August 7th at Veterans United Homelands Amphitheater. Okay, one, one pair of those. Also got a uh, pair of this Australian Pink Floyd show uh, that is Pink Floyd but Australian. Uh, that's coming up at Atlantic Union Bank in Portsmouth on uh, uh, June 28th. So if you are interested in either one of those shows, you just want to come by and say hello. That's fine, too. Uh, a very nice text here from a guy named Tim who apparently lives literally just around the corner, but his stupid job. <laughs> I uh. mean, come on, Tim. I mean, just quit. Uh, will not allow him to get away tonight uh, in, in family commitments. He needs uh, an excuse to be yeah. off on Monday, yeah. so he can't be off today and right. Monday. I get right. it. Well, I and get again, it, this Tim. is why we should have a Super Bowl Saturday, but we'll deal with that later, later on. But uh, let's get to this game. I mean, we've been talking a ton about it this week and want people to weigh in on this. We've also got a poll question in regards to the game that we'll get to as well uh, at uh, the uh, on the X that we'll uh, share with you on the other side. Uh, we are, again, at Inland Reef here in Virginia Beach. We'd love to have you coming out and join us if you can tonight. Uh, here till 7 o'clock, 1949 Lynn Haven Parkway in the Parkway Shopping Center here in Virginia Beach. Come on out and see us. Uh, we are, again, brought to you by Larry King Law. Injured in an accident. Call 757-INJURED, 757-INJURED. Right, we're not going to waste your time. We're not going to make you stick around to like 6.55 to give you Super Bowl predictions. Because <laughs> I think I pretty much told you all week who I thought was going to win and why. But we'll tell you who and why and, you know, MVP thoughts and all that good stuff coming up next here. Scott Jackson, Joe Priority Auto Sports Radio, 94.1. We are brought to you by Larry King Law. The Scott Jackson Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. All right, we are uh, out here at Inland Reef in Virginia Beach, brought to you by Larry King Laws. Super Tailgate Show tour continues, shows, I should say, continues. Uh, Logan Paulson will be with us at 4, talk uh, all things Commanders, Hires, and oh, yeah, Super Bowl. He knows Kyle Shanahan well, played with him. In three different spots, knows that offense inside and out, and uh, we'll get his take on that. Wild day in college football. Wow, we'll get to that uh -huh. uh, in a little bit here in this hour. But all right, Super Sunday is just days away. Finally, we have the game to talk about. We'll talk from the 
Uh, gambling perspective angle, Tim Murray is going to join us this week at 435 from Beeson uh, with us. Uh, it was fascinating to put this out here earlier. Just in terms of rooting interest, where people's minds were, um, you know. So our poll question today on the exit, Jackson Sports at ESPN Radio 941. What are your – what are you rooting for on uh, Super Bowl 58? 49ers win, Chiefs win, a great game or other reply below. Right now, a great game is out front at 45.9%. Some more people out in the uh, X, I suppose, that are you know non-fans. They're, just, they're, they're fans of the other 30 teams. And they just want to see something good happen. I uh, got 32.8 Chiefs win, only 18% back in the Niners. I don't know. Maybe I turned the ball off with all my Kyle Shanahan hate over the years. I don't know. Anyway. Um, I don't think you're the only one. That's not exclusive to yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> 12th man says, who is America rooting for in the Super Bowl? This is a great graph. It's obviously fake. It's got the picture of the entire country as gray as can they both lose outside of Kansas and Kansas and Missouri uh, that have the Chiefs and then the Northern California that's picking the Niners. That's hilarious. Can they both lose? That is pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> no, D- just to answer your question. They cannot. They cannot. The other Brian in Chesapeake says, I'm rooting for the amount of times Mahomes cries for a flag. I have the over-under at four and a half. Uh, Matty G says, anybody but the Chiefs, he's got the vomit mouth thing going. He is part of Raider Nation. Matty G. All right, I hear you, brother. Uh, and Chuck says, good commercials because I want both the teams to lose. LOL. <laughs> who day? So who day is uh, – That's the Bengals. The Bengals, Okay. So Chuck uh, is a Bengals fan. All right. So I like I like it. Everybody's got their own little angle. My, any, I was going to put your bets up there, too, but I'm, I'm sure you would. You can just write that in yourself. So yeah. anyway, yeah. have at it. The uh, poll is open for a while. All right. 757-687-9494. All right. I mean, right now, as of today, as we sit here this <laughs> afternoon, and this could change. Everything is subject to change prior to the game, clearly. Prior to kick off the, uh, the line, according to uh, ESPN, the bet, is that one and a half in favor of the Niners? Whoa. So tick down a, sh- a, 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 t- a tad. Interesting. The over under has stayed at forty seven and a half forever. It feels like, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Forty Niners for those of you that don't remember, because I didn't. Uh, opened as a two and a half point favorite, and now are at a one and a half point favorite. There could be some as the as the Vegas guys like to say, some sharp money over the weekend coming in on the Niners. Uh, that might move it back the other direction. We'll find out from Tim when he joins us next hour. But anyway, I, I mean, either, anyway, look at. I think the Chiefs are going to win, so I will take the points gladly and um, book Kansas City here. And I, and I mean, look, I, the obvious one is Patrick Mahomes, the MVP, because ninety nine percent of the time it feels like the quarterback is the MVP. But I don't know, man. If you can get sneaky good odds on a Pacheco MVP, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be scared of that. Um, although, you know, for those conspiracy th- theorists out there. You know, we should. I guess you should put it on Kelsey, right? Yeah, that's, that's part me, of the that's part of the script, right? Kelsey gets the yeah. MVP, uh, gets the girl, and the whole thing, and then you know, you know how it goes. So there's a lot of interesting Kelsey uh, conspiracy stuff. If there. he has a good game at all, yeah, at all, like over a hundred yeah. yards, at least one touchdown. Right. If he gets two touchdowns and over a hundred, you could book it. Yeah, how, how crazy would that be? If Kelsey got it, but yeah, I mean, I, I feel comfortable saying the Chiefs. I feel like though the forty-seven and a half. Might be more of an underplay. I mean, I, I kind of think yeah. like a 24-21, you know. And I know that's not as exciting. And really, the Chiefs have played kind of these lower-scoring games lately, too. Keep in mind, they have not been the offensive juggernaut. You know, they got to run the ball and play good defense. Now, the Bills game was for them was a bit of a shootout, 27-24. The Ravens, obviously, was way under. 
Dolphins game was in that frigid cold weather. But, I mean, even, you know, the Browns game at the end of the year, that was with a bunch of reserves on both teams. I don't throw that out the window. They did put 38 oh, – I'm sorry, I'm looking at the wrong games. Where am I at here? No, at the end of the year, it was a 13-12 game over the Chargers with the reserves. Bengals was 25-17, which was kind of a higher scoring game for them. I'm trying to look. you got to go way back to, well, playing against the Raiders at Allegiant Stadium where they do love to play where they put up 30 points this year. So, I mean, that's 31 points, and that was – And what was the date Was that November? That game? I know. Was that, that a Josh McDaniels game? <laughs> that was November 26th. Okay, so that was an Antonio Pierce game. Yeah, that was an Antonio Pierce game. I think it's the only one he lost, right? Uh, it was one of the ones he lost this year. Not the only one. One of the ones he lost. So, yeah, that was back in November uh, at that point. But, anyway, point being is I think the Chiefs have played these more of a grindish kind of games uh, here in the postseason. Yeah, that was Pierce. Uh so, again, they do love Allegiant Stadium. There's some really interesting Allegiant Stadium stats. But, you know, I mean, again, they're playing the Raiders there. They're not playing, you know, they're, right. they're not playing the, the Chief or the, um, excuse me, the 49ers in those games. So I, I kind of have a hard time getting too jacked up about that. But anyway, um, what, who do you got in this one? I got the Chiefs. I can't bet against Patrick Mahomes. I don't, th- I think I had the Chiefs last year as well. But it's just the whole factor of what they're doing in this postseason as opposed to what the Niners are doing. Yeah. The Niners haven't exactly burst through the door here. That's an interesting here. point. They, they've, yeah. they've, they've stumbled in both of their playoff games. They probably, and I don't know, could have, should have, would have, but they probably should have lost to Green Bay in the first place. Yeah. So they, they've, they've you know, kind of stubbed their toe on the way in here and some questionable decisions by the Lions, you might say, you know, plays a factor there as well. Whereas the yeah. Chiefs are playing like the Chiefs for the first time all year, and they're doing it at the right time. And that Chiefs defense is hitting different this year as opposed to previous years in this particular spot. So, And they've been doing it all year long, too. It's not just playoff Chiefs. This has right. been all year Chiefs. So that's kind of why I'm sort of leaning in that direction. And you're talking me into Pacheco at MVP. You're really talking yeah. me into it because I, so, I could absolutely see this being a Pacheco-type game. So I think the, um, the yesterday when we were talking to um – Brandon Lang, he brought up the point about how rare it is for a team that comes into a Super Bowl that does not cover the number, right, in all their playoff games. That's what the 49ers are looking at right now. Right. And usually those teams, you know, the last team that that was in that scenario that was a one seed, that is, excuse me, that is a one seed, and the number one seed was the Patriots, the unbeaten Patriots. And, of course, we know what happened to them in the Super Bowl. And, of course, the same defensive coordinator will be on the Chiefs' sideline as Steve Spagnuolo, which is Mm – an in in interesting coincidence. All right, 757-687-9494. Bally, who's phone line? You can hit us up on the text line. I got Willingham has got some more Super Bowl predictions for us. What's up, Willingham? Yeah, how you doing? Good, buddy. Yeah, I, I do want to talk a little bit about how Kansas City go beat the Florida <laughs> All right, what do you got? See, this, this is what I say. Okay, they're going to get physical with uh, the Florida Niners. They're going to take the running game away. They go take the back. They go force pretty to beat them, and Shanahan can panic. See, you know the last two Super Bowl games he played in, he panicked. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And once you get physical with, see, once you get physical with the folder name, see, they normally be the bullet. You see what I'm saying? And Patrick Mahomes, this just came of the rough side of the mountain. They had to play Buffalo at home. They had to play the Raiders. I'm not Raiders. Yeah. Uh, uh, Ravens. Uh, yeah, Ravens. They had to play them at home, right? So now they're playing on a neutral ground, good weather and stuff. And if yep. you put pressure on a young quarterback, I played quarterback. So if you put pressure on a young quarterback, 
if he had to throw the ball 30 or 40 times, he's not going to be able to do it. And then one, one third of 40 they to get behind, they get in trouble. See, so the the Carlton, they got the win that Carlton to take the ball and set the tempo. Because if, if Petra on them get that ball and set the tempo of the game, it's going to be all over. It's going to be circle all yeah. day long. Yeah, and the 49ers in this in these playoffs, as you know, Willingham, have gotten off to really slow starts, which is not the norm for them. And you're right, I think that's not the formula. They need to be the team that keeps Patrick Mahomes on the sidelines, gets out early, runs the heck out of the football, and sets up some of those play actions for Brock Purdy. I mean, it's got to really be Christian McCaffrey first, and then that dictates, you know, that kind of they play off of that in terms of throwing the football. That, that's what's going to be interesting to see if they can do, to kind of flip that kind of script on them. Kind of the way Buffalo was playing up until the point where they, you know, got him, where Josh Allen got impatient on that final drive. They were doing the right things, I, I, you know, to finish off that football game had they been able to bleed some more clock and actually get in the end zone on that last drive. But obviously they could not. So, no, I, I, I agree with you. I mean, I think that's what's going to be tough on the Niners if they don't. Um, you know, if they don't get out early, they're going to be in a little bit of trouble, I think, because that's not the game they want to play, especially with that pass rush and what uh, Steve Spagnuolo could could draw up for him. I mean, that's a way to keep the interior pressure off of you if you're Brock Purdy in that in that offense is to run the football with, with Christian McCaffrey early and really kind of keep uh, the Chiefs guessing. You know what I'm saying? The Chiefs going to keep that running game from them, and then you yeah. first still be one dimension. See, when they become one dimension. Yep. They're going to be a problem because Shanahan, see, the game going to leave the field, going to go to the coach's staff, the press box. You got to know what, what to call, when to call it. And the Chiefs got a better field goal team, the special team, and all this going to play a part. Yeah. And see, there's going to be a lot of pressure on them. It's just like this right here. If you go to a funeral, before you go to the funeral, you go to the wake, you see the dead body, it don't be no excited, you don't panic. But then when you go to the church, you see the body, everybody panic. I think pretty compelling. I don't call him a Mr. Red. I call him an engineer. See, pretty, uh-huh. he's an engineer. He's a conductor. The football team is his train, and the field is his track. <laughs> Can he scale the like schedule? Yeah. Can he scale yeah. the schedule? See, if, right. if you put a lot of pressure on the team, he's going to start to play like this. Like I told Scott Jackson, like a roach on the pole, too cool to move on my chest. <laughs> He's going to get here and he's going to not lose yeah. the game, see? Right, he's right. And they're going to be at school. Right. And see, they're on the estimate Kansas City defense. They got a good defense because they just played the two top cornerbacks in the division in the AFC. Yep. Yep. All right. Hey, Willingham, enjoy the Super Sunday. We'll talk to you next week, buddy. Have a good weekend. All right. Willingham with his prediction. He's very high in the Chiefs. By the way, I like the um, roach in the pole thing. That's interesting. The funeral one, man, that's a little morbid, but it actually it makes it, it makes some sense. So I'll I'll that. <laughs> hey, Tim at Virginia Beach says, um, again, he's the guy who couldn't make it out to the end of the reef today, but he does have a Super Bowl prediction for us. Um, and here it is. He's got the 49ers 27, Chiefs 24, MVP Christian McCaffrey. We will see. Um, so he's got the over. Yeah, now. he's got the over. He's over. Yeah, he is over. And again, that's all it takes. That's why the over under is so freaking uh-huh. fun because it only takes uh-huh. like one extra score, right? If you're like a 27, 24, you know, 27 or 24, 21 guy, all it takes is just the one extra score. Like so, that. see, he's got faith in Jake Moody, though. Yeah, he that, does that's two Jake Moody field goals. That is a couple Jake right Moody there. field goals, you know, no doubt. Or a missed Jake field goal, miss extra point, maybe. 
<laughs> All right, 757-687-9494. Super Bowl predictions, who you got? Uh, who do you think is the MVP? How's this game play out in your mind? Share them with us. 757-687-9494-757-687-9494. That's the Valley Who's phone line. Also the text line if you want to hit us up there as well. All right, Scott Jackson, Joe Pryor, Deota Sports Radio, 94.1. We're here at Inland Reef in Virginia Beach. We'll be out here till 7. If you want to come on by and see us, we've got tickets uh, for you. REO Speedwagon, train tickets, as well as Australian Pink Floyd. Just come on by and see us here. 1949 Lindhaven Parkway in the Parkway Shopping Center in Virginia Beach here. On Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1, James Witham's got your sports center. The Scott Jackson Show will return after this timeout on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. All right, getting your Super Bowl predictions, theories, MVPs, all of it. Games, scripts, how's it going to have to lay out for the 49ers, for the Chiefs, whoever you got? Um, 757-687-9494. Ballyhoo's phone line, 757-687-9494. Also, uh, hit us up via the text line that way, as George in the Eastern Shore has. 49ers, 31-20. Woo. Christian McCaffrey, MVP with the rushing, receiving, passing TD. He's done it twice in college and the NFL. Again, he's the offensive player of the year. He's just not the MVP. <laughs> I mean, I think he'll take Super Bowl MVP over over a regular season yep. MVP, though. Yeah, no doubt. Um that would be interesting. Again, he's got to be a big part of it. If you want to beat the Chiefs, you can run on the Chiefs. Just the question is, will the 49ers have the stick You mean Kyle? Yeah, will Kyle have the stick <laughs> to stay with it, right? I mean, that's the whole thing. That's what you want to see. Will they, will they be patient enough to stick with it and not um, get away from that game script? Because I think that's a game script that works for them. Can they, you know, get it off to a quick start? Because, you know, 49ers, shockingly, in this postseason have been a slow-starting team which is not really what you would expect from them. Usually the team that gets out of the gate quickly. 49ers have been a terrific second-half team in the postseason. However, the Chiefs have not. You know, The no. Chiefs, that's really kind of been their downfall. And like I said, last week, you know, I think part of that was game situation. Or two weeks ago now, whatever we're in now, weeks out, uh, almost two weeks out, from the AFC title game, I think a little bit of that Andy Reid played it a little safer than he might normally uh, in years past. And, and with you know different type of roster, you know what he had, know what his defense was doing, kind of reading the room, if you will, um, and having a feel for the game and understanding their defense was doing some stuff to Lamar Jackson, that offense. And for whatever reason, Todd Munkin wasn't going to get on back on his script, you know, and decided, <laughs> hey, I'm going to – we're going to do it differently this time around. Yeah, We're that was just kind of weird. Yeah, it was. It, it was weird, and, you know, there's been some, you know, there's been a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, you know, speculation as to why they went that route and, you know, what would happen. And, you know, I thought John Harbaugh did a good job kind of, you know, taking the bullets a little bit during the uh, postseason presser about all that stuff. But, yeah, I mean, they're – they're going to be kicking themselves in the butt uh, the entire offseason until they get back to another title game, if, if, if you know, assuming they can, right? Assuming they can because it's right. not, a, not an easy conference. I mean, if you're in the AFC, man, life's tough and it's getting tougher. Jim Harbaugh not going to make this conference any easier. I got news for you. That's I mean, right. Chiefs fans can have your chest stuck out all you want, and that's fine. But, man, uh, big, big Harbs ain't goofing around. Jim was doing this, you know, was rolling in San Francisco was rolling in San Francisco prior to going to college uh, and having the fallen out there with that front office, so and that, that ownership group. He is, um, he's not coming into the NFL to stink. No, I'll tell you that not. right now. And um, they're going to be good. And, again, Joe Burrow is going to be back next year. Um, I would think the Bills will be in a better place starting the year with Joe Brady. So, I mean, there's a lot of, lot of things that will be different. Um, 
And again, uh, the Chiefs will have an opportunity to actually improve their offense too in the offseason, right? Like they can go out and get a receiver. Like they can go out and help themselves there. Maybe, you know, somebody to add with Rice on the, on the other side to kind of improve their offense as well. Yeah, that's one of those things I think if they're going to realize the error of their ways, even if you yeah. do win it. And that's, right. and that's a big flex. I mean, right, if you win right. this one, Woo. that's a big flex. But that also doesn't mean they're dumb enough to, to not know that they need improvement in that position. So I think that they'll actually go the exact opposite and try and take a big swing at that position so if it's they can. Yeah. So it's funny about the 49ers, and we're all talking about McCaffrey. To this point in the postseason – Purdy is actually accounted for like 76% of the offense. Hmm. <laughs> um, you know, which is very different than the last time they're here when Garoppolo was like 31%, right? Again, Garoppolo was right. literally the game is game manager of all time. Whereas Purdy, um, whereas Purdy has shown the ability here in the postseason, in particular that last game, to make off-schedule plays. Right. Now, I don't know if you want to make your living there. I don't, I don't know if you want to keep rolling that dice and hoping that that's what you can do. Uh, moving forward, I, I would think you'd rather lean into the idea of being more of your identity, which is you know McCaffrey get get going, and then then working some of those explosive plays off the McCaffrey run game, which I think is more to their identity uh, right. under normal situation instead of you know having Purdy have to kind of pull them out of the abyss, if you will. So that that's what will be uh, fascinating to watch as this um, goes along against a very good Chiefs defense. I and mean, again, you know he faced the Ravens defense, didn't do so hot. Uh, Chiefs defense is right there with the Ravens defense, right? They were one and two. Um, Chiefs are the fifth best QBR you know, defense, uh, second best yards per attempt, sub- second best completion percentage. Again, as far as defense going, and you know, Purdy's number one in all those categories on the other side of it. So it, it will be, as they say, strength versus strength. But a lot of that comes off of clearly the ability for McCaffrey and them to run the football. And also Debo Samuel to be involved. So if I were to look at my crystal ball and tell you ahead of time All right. that Christian McCaffrey is going to have less than 20 carries in this football Ooh. game. Or 20 touches or carries? Carries. Okay, carries. Does that doom the 49ers? No, I mean, if he has 20 touches, right, like in like 15 rushes, five uh, receiving you know, receptions, six receptions, whatever, then I think they could be okay. But I would be more concerned about the touches. I would prefer it. To make you like feel like yeah the 49ers probably won this game if he had 25 touches between the two yeah I think it's more as the far sweet as touches spot. go I think that's the number that's a sweet spot right but I don't think he's getting over five receptions well maybe I mean maybe it could based yeah. on the pressure but it just seems like Purdy doesn't always look to him as the check down it's usually maybe a Kittle or even Debo seems to be checked down Charlie at sometimes sometimes as well yeah um. 757 Brian says, uh, I want the 49ers to win, but I don't think the referees are going to allow it to happen. Uh-oh, here we go. <laughs> Roll up your sleeves. Referees. It's starting. It's it is starting. starting. It is starting. Uh-oh. All right. Okay. Uh, David in um, the 757 says this. He says, 24-17, Mahomes – or my homes. It's what Siri. <laughs> Siri wrote my homes. <laughs> the voice to text. I love man. the voice to text. I love this. Gets MVP. Kyle Shanahan chokes in another Super Bowl. But then he wrote Patrick Mahomes after that. That's good. All right, David. I got. You, you can write my homes. It's fine. We uh, get it. We get it. So we that get would it. be an under. That would be an under number. Uh, Twenty four seventeen. Interesting. And Mahomes, you know, more like look. Mahomes was under two hundred yards passing last year. Yeah. But he had three touchdowns and he had the biggest rush of the game, uh, as well. 
I think 24-17 is not bad because no. I, this, yeah. this just feels like a 24-17 type And game. that's probably, you know what, Andy Reid, it sounds weird. I think he'd be comfortable with it being 24-17. Yeah. He certainly was comfortable with 17-7. Yep. yep, yep, yep. Um, anyway, uh, Brian at Chesapeake, by the way, said he thought that uh, we were talking about the comeback player of the year earlier. He thought that um, Baker Mayfield should have won the award followed by Tua. No, not Tua. Yeah, I don't. I, don't, I understand I, why people are saying Tua, but no. Yeah. What again? What did Tua come back from? The co- the concussion. Well, I guess the concussion. Yeah, I guess but, the concussion. Right. But if guys and Baker de- just came back from sucking. Right, but if a guy coming back from death isn't good enough, then a guy coming <laughs> back from concussion certainly right. isn't either. Baker came back from having a crappy attitude, and uh, you know went to the Mike. Or went Excuse me, Sean McVay's school of, of quarterback makeovers. See, that's and, where he got disqualified because he class. went to Sean yeah, McVay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and Flacco did not have the benefit of the Sean McVay school of makeovers, so it was tough, man. It's tough on him. By the way, Kirk Cousins last night. Yes. Um, dancing it was quite funny, and I have to say, I think he's further along from his Achilles than Aaron Rodgers is. Yeah, I, I don't I, see I, Aaron Rodgers cutting a rug. No, in, I, don't, anyway, I mean, Aaron Rodgers was on some podcast the other day talking about how he can't run – full speed yet. I'm like, wait a minute. You wasted a roster spot in December, <laughs> and you couldn't run full speed. You were going to play in an NFL game with the inability to run full speed. Makes zero sense to me. That The Jets are a disaster. You think Kirk, Absolute think disaster. Kirk heard that podcast and was like, all right. Uh, Kirk's you like, can't, you can't can run? Dance. Okay. Yeah, I can dance right Watch now. Watch this. And I got hurt late in the year. That's impressive. Anyway, 757-687-9494. All right, bonkers day in college football. Um, one of the one of the moves was not shocking, but the news out of uh, Westwood, <laughs> uh, Westwood in, inside of Lo- outside of Los Angeles is quite shocking, and how it will impact uh, the Big Ten in particular, the Ohio State. We'll get to that coming up next year. Scott Jackson, show priority on Sports Radio ninety four point one. We are brought to you by Larry King Law. You are listening to the Scott Jackson Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio ninety four point one. We are uh, brought to you by Larry King Law as the Super Tailgate Tour continues. Wrap it up this week here at Inland Reef in Virginia Beach. Place to be for the big game on Sunday. Join them this Sunday. Big day, food, drink specials, raffles, giveaways every 15 minutes. Inland Reef, your spot for the best eats in town. Catch all the big game action on one of their 30 TVs. You can get some great wings, ice-cold draft beers. They also have eight diamond pool tables, and you can check out their uh, 20 self-tapping uh Serve uh, craft beer growler area filling station as well. That's right. Head into Inland Reef this Sunday for the big game and don't miss a single play for the big game, biggest game in sports, the Granddaddy Mall. Uh, it is always east of the beach, west for the best wings and beers and the nicest diamond pool tables and tournaments in town. Inland Reef, 1949 Lynn Haven Parkway in the Parkway Shopping Center here in Virginia Beach. Uh, for more information, go to InTheReefVB.com. That's InTheReefVB.com. We're here till 7 if you want to come on out and see us. Say hello. If you're in the na- neighborhood, grab an ice-cold one. Sit here, talk some sports with us. Uh, 757-687-9494. That's the text line. Uh, Valley Hughes phone line as well, taking your thoughts, predictions, and all those things on um, Super Sunday and who you think is going to win, MVP, however you see it, your final score. So some shocking news in college football. Not that Bill O'Brien is – Already leaving Ohio State. He literally (laughs) just got there. I'll remember the Bill O'Brien Ohio State era as well as I remembered Billy Donovan to the Orlando Magic. Oh, God. No, it wasn't that quick. I was going to say, hold on a second. It wasn't that fast. At least he was there a month. Yeah, it wasn't that fast. But anyway, it it went pretty quick. So that happened. Uh, My favorite story is Wink Martindale uh, to the the Michigan Wolverines as the DC. Because Wink Martindale 
So it was now work for Jim and John Harbaugh, and of course now with um, you know the birthing of you know Michigan is by you know by proxy still theirs even though they're not there. So he's going there, and again Wink Martindale for those of you that don't know is going to be on um, What's Your Roots show, and they're going to reveal <laughs> that he is in fact the triplet of one Rex and Rob Ryan. Yeah, I know Rex and Rob Ryan are twins. They don't look a damn thing alike. I mean, you know, anyway. Uh, one looks like a pirate and uh, looks like he's carrying, you know, 18 months pregnant, uh, and the other guy's got really shiny teeth. Anyway, so I think Wink Martindale will be great at college. I think college kids will love him. Uh, that should be a lot of fun to watch. But this Chip Kelly story that just dropped out of the sky here in the last couple hours, at first I thought it was one of these fake accounts, right? Yeah, like somebody, yeah. you know, is doing a um, – Fake account on one of these college insiders, Pete Thamel thing. It's a fake Pete Thamel. It's like that Adam Schefter one that's letters off by one letter. And it it's close. Oh, man. it yeah, looks it like it. Sometimes. Oh, and it burns me all the time. Anyway, it's not that. It is real that Chip Kelly is leaving a head coaching position at UCLA to be an offensive coordinator at Ohio State. Now, why in the world would he do this? So, apparently – you know, again, how do, how do these things work, right? Like, like, where are the connections and all this stuff, and why do you leave a head coaching job for what is a, a step down? Well, Ryan Day played for Chip Kelly at uh, University of New Hampshire a zillion years ago, right? Okay, so he's hooking his old boss up. But, again, his old boss has a head coaching job in the same conference now in the big, right? He's part of the big. But maybe the only thing I can figure is Chip Kelly didn't forget all the reporting that was going on prior to, to the last couple weeks of the season where they're saying he's going to get fired. Then they go out and stomp USC. And they're like, oh, we love Chip Kelly again. Chip mm -hmm. Kelly's great. Chip Kelly was up for the commander's OC job, supposedly. Or did Chip Kelly just put his name out there <laughs> through intermediaries? Well, it worked. You know, to be out there. <laughs> I mean, but clearly he's, he was itching to leave Westwood. And this is wild. And I see their, their uh, athletic directors already put out a letter here a few minutes ago um, saying earlier this morning Chip Kelly informed me of his decision to depart UCLA want to sincerely thank Chip for his service to UCLA football, our student-athletes, uh, for the past six seasons. So he was there six years. Wow. Wish him the best. And Jill, moving forward, that would be his wife. National search is underway uh, for coach at UCLA. It's already begun as we continue our preparation for our move to the big conference, the Big Ten Conference next year or later this year. It is imperative that we have the right leader in place and position the program to compete at the highest level student-athletes, fans, and the university. We are confident we will find a leader who develops young men on and off the field and embodies the Bruin, our true Bruin values. We understand the importance of the timing of this search, uh, and we will heed the advice of Coach Wooden to be quick but not hurry. We appreciate the tremendous support we receive from the fans and alumni now more than ever. We need our Bruin family to step up and support our student-athletes by coming to the Rose Bowl for our games and providing NIL opportunities through our official marketplace wow. or collective. We are excited about the future of UCLA football. Go Bruins. So. Look, L.A.'s a tough market. We've talked about this a bunch. Like when Harbaugh was going to take the Chargers gig, which is just, you know, another reason why UCLA was knocked down the rung, right? You know, USC's always a little bit football-wise more important. And hell, now basketball with Bronny James playing there for a, at least a season, it's, it's kind of ahead of them too. So it's, it's a tough market. And apparently they're not getting a whole lot of NIL help with football. Um, you know, it, it adds, they've had, you know, kind of a, a weird ride in terms of a football program over the years. Had some very good players come out of there, but never a high-level consistency over these last few decades when, you know, of course, USC, when they had Pete Carroll, were, you know, right. one of the baddest-ass teams in the nation for a long stretch of time there. So this will be interesting. I mean, we're talking 
Again, we're in February, man. I mean, yeah, it's a short month, right? That's not a lot of time. This is like being left we at the altar, man. We just National Signing yeah. Day a few mm-hmm. days ago. The portal's constantly open, so guess what? Hey, let's check the portal for UCLA kids. I mean, this is tough, man. This is a really bad spot for uh, the Bruins right now, right? Yeah, now you've got no coach and possibly half your roster yeah. leaving. <laughs> but Richie just sent me a text. He's right. I mean, so in a basketball release, they quoted their, you know, the most legendary coach of their school, who's, of course, a basketball guy. In their football release, I should say, a basketball coach. So that might kind of tell you where their priorities are. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, that that's certainly part of it. But So Chip Kelly, though, man, he was certainly keeping the receipts on people saying stuff about him, I guess, and that's why he's yeah. getting out of Dodge. Or maybe he's just setting himself up to, hey, I just want to be an OC for now. And I don't know. Maybe he doesn't want to be a head coach anymore. I mean, I don't, I mean what else could you say? It's, it's interesting, right? A little right? bit less pressure. Got to be taking a huge pay cut, though, right? I mean, Ohio State pays think well, so. but that didn't pay head coaching money, do they, for an OC? Although – Think about all the money he probably has. If oh, he's, he's made a he's lot. Stashed, oh, he's a he's bank made robber. Plenty. Oh, he's a bank robber. What he did to the, to, um, the 49ers, right? That was bank robbery. So, no, he's usually traded up. He, or I should say, he has usually failed up, as they like to say, as Chip Kelly. But this is fascinating. This is, uh, this is really fascinating that uh, he's doing this. And, again, what will they come up with this late in the game will be uh, interesting as well. I'm fascinated to see who yeah. even interviews for this right. job. So late right now. So late in the game. Uh, Brian in Chesapeake says, um, didn't UCLA turn over a lot of position coaches as well? Maybe. Um, by the way, he also says, Wink Martindale always sounds like a dating game show host. Well, there was, there the, was great, the Wink Martindale. Right, Wink yeah. Martindale was uh, the host of a lot of uh, these shows. Yeah, what was, not, what was he? Um, was he was on, wasn't he on, pa- he was on Password. Was he on Tic-Tac-Toe? Tic Tac Toe, I think, was another one. Wink Martindale. All right, we got to find out. All right, Wink Martindale, DJ and uh, personality. I think Password uh, was one that he password. did. Password. He is, by the way, the Wink Martindale is still with us. That's at right. 90 years uh-huh. young. That's awesome. All right, so Wink Martindale, and that is definitely a toupee in this picture. <laughs> um, let's see. Wink Martindale. Uh, let's see. Can, they, can I just get a list of his great shows? Why, that's why, his radio stuff. Why would we just make it easy? Why would they make it easy on me? I mean, could I see Because that's not, that's not an option. Hollywood Walk of Fame, of course. Um, what else was he? He did uh, Tic Tac Toe. Yes. Okay. That was that's that what was I thought. What's this song was also his first hosting TV show. There you go. But Tic Tac Toe, I think, is the big one uh, for him. Was that that was his big one? And something called Boggle. Anyway. Because remember, Newlywed Game, the one that he's thinking about, yeah. is, that's Chuck Woolery. Chuck Woolery, yeah. And they seem like the same person. Dating game, well, there was the dating game, but I don't remember. I don't think Wink Martindale did that nah, one. Nah, I don't think so either. I'm not seeing it here on his uh, thing. He did Lifetime's highest-rated quiz show as well called Debt. Oh, okay. All right. Back in 96. So there you go. Martindale. Anyway, not the same wing Martindale. Not, not the defensive guru. Um, kind of sloppy guy no. as well. Anyway, maybe. I mean, but this is weird for UCLA. I mean, no matter how you look at it, it is uh, very strange um, how they're doing it. All right. 757-687-9494. Um, Text line. Uh, Raider James says, I predicted 38-14 for the 49ers. I'm going to stick to it. McCaffrey will be the MVP. Purdy gets no respect. The almighty 16 will never vote for him. <laughs> that's funny. Oh, man. Uh, that's funny. 757-687-9494. Um, Brian says, uh, who do you think will get the next uh, college? This is Brian again. Who will you think will win the next college playoff championship? Oh, you mean next year? The new Fangled oh, playoffs? Gosh. Wow. That's a way too early woo. college prediction. I'd say Georgia would be high on my list. How about that? I would say Georgia would be really high on my list for next year. Um, anyway, 
Jimmy Lewis has sent us something. I don't know if I can download it. He says, roses are red, violets are blue, and everything is red, go Chiefs. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. There you go. I like it. All right. Uh, we know where Jimmy's rolling. Who's, the, who's your MVP? Do I even need to ask? And clearly the MVP. Actually, they, since there's a lot of Chiefs love from Jimmy, I'd be curious to see who we would pick Yeah, who MVP. is your MVP? Uh, Corey in the 757, Chip plotting to be the Ohio State head coach. Ryan Day in a short lease. I'm reckoning. Well, now remember, Ryan Day's not calling plays anymore, so now Ryan Day can be like, hey, yeah. this guy's fault right That's over true. here. That's true. All right. Logan Paulson on the other side. Scott Jackson show. We'll talk uh, commander's hires. He played for Dan Quinn, played for Kyle Shanahan. Certainly get some Super Bowl takes from him on the other side. Uh, as well, Tim Murray in the next hour from Beeson. Uh, where's the money going this weekend on the big game? All right, Scott Jackson Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio, 94.1. We're in the reef in Virginia Beach. Come on out and see us, 1949 Lynn Haven Parkway, part of the Super Tailgate Tour that continues, presented by Larry King Law, injured in an accident. Call 757-INJURED, 757-INJURED. James Witham has your sports center. <laughs> 